up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the River Blast Podcast. I am Noah Hiles. I'm Alex Stump. And I, I, I mean, where do you even begin? Where? I mean, we know you all know damn well what we're about to talk about today. Um, I mean, it's a subject so brutal and so bad and. I almost, I debated actually even like, should we even do a sponsorship read in this episode? Overall, yeah, we have to. Because it yeah, involves that, the pirates. Contracts work. What? That's how contracts work. Yeah. Whatever. I just, I just feel like, you know, I wouldn't want my business tied to this topic, but I guess it's not tied to this topic. If you've lived under a rock, or if you've, if you've actually been smart and gave up on the Pirates maybe a week after the All-Star break, we've hit a new level of rock bottom. And that's not just for this year. I think, and Alex and I spoke about this earlier today, I think it's safe to say that this is the lowest point in Pirates franchise history. As far as an individual act. It, for an individual, like the 85 uh, cocaine, that, that's worse, but that was multiple people. Is that Limited What? Is that worse? I, I think it's worse. That literally got everyone... That almost killed the Pittsburgh Pirates right there. I think that's worse, I, but this is just tied to a single person. I, I can't think of anything that is worse that has been tied just to one single person than the news that we got from Felipe today. You won't know it. There are more details that are coming out, so it almost doesn't make sense to try to recount everything. Here's what this we know right now. is On September 17th, uh, Lee County, Florida... Uh, is where this the dateline is, and it says, with the assistance of the Pennsylvania State Police today, uh, Felipe Vasquez, 28-year-old of St. Cloud, Florida, was arrested for one count of computer pornography, solicitation of a child, and one count of providing obscene material to minors. Uh, Vasquez, obviously the closer for the Pittsburgh Pirates, was taken into custody this morning on a felony warrant out of Lee County, Florida, it says the investigation began in August of this year after agents obtained info that Vasquez had reportedly had reported sexual relationship with a 13-year-old female victim who resides in Lee County. The victim is now 15 years old and it goes on and on. But like Alex said, there's more stuff coming out. Yeah, Westmoreland uh, girl also. There, there are more charges filed. And yes, this is America. You're innocent until you're proven guilty. But man, I, I, I just can't see how he can be innocent looking at all this stuff. If, if this, if, if there's just too much smoke. This is, this is true. And again, I'll, I'll just say it again because for the rest of the episode, I, I'm going to just be referring to him as a guilty man. He is not a guilty man yet. He is innocent because this is America, but jeez, it's 
he, he looks pretty damn guilty. If he, he looks guilty. If he's innocent, this is one of the biggest conspiracy setups in the history of American crime. I mean, someone really, really set him up. If I mean, to have the investigation I was reading, like, it was going on so long, and they had to keep it so quiet because they thought he'd be a flight risk. They thought if he heard one word about this, he would just vanish to the Venezuela, and we'd never see him again. That's why they're not letting him post bail. Yeah. Presumably. I mean, they... He might never get out of jail again. No. I mean, there's... The only time... There's a good chance the only time we ever see Felipe Vasquez again is in a courtroom or in an orange jumpsuit. Yeah. I mean... And the amazing thing was, eight days ago, he was a golden boy. And then, uh, the news of him fighting Crick, which happened, that broke like an hour after we stopped recording. That's why it wasn't in the last podcast. Seems like a year ago. Yeah. That came up, which, by the way, I'm not going to make, you know, jokes about the Felipe situation because that is unbelievably unprofessional. I will say, though, boy, did Kyle Crick do a hard 180 in terms of, like, how the city viewed him for that. The people's I mean, champion. The people's champion, Kyle Crick. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have no other comment besides that. But, yeah, it's it's ridiculous how, how fast this materialized. How fast it all came crumbling down. This is it. This has been a year where the Pirates underachieved. They, we had to watch the Tampa Bay Rays play with the toys in what will probably go down as one of the worst trades in their history. They went 4-24 and for a long time, burning any chance of them you know, competing for the playoffs. They flirted with it for a long time. Benches clearing brawls, fights in the clubhouse, fights between uh, between coaches and players, uh, throwing at players, and and now it all gets wrapped up with actual pedophilia. Like just no more, no more. I I I'm gonna miss baseball in November, in December, but right now, I I I honestly don't. I, you know, I'm glad that there's only two weeks left of the season because I think everyone's just ready to go home. Yeah, I mean, you hinted at it. You you mentioned uh, we have the Crick fight with Felipe, which, again, yeah, Crick is literally, like, Kyle Crick has done something that I think that any Pirates fan in the world would love to do, and that's punch yeah. Felipe Vasquez in the face. Uh, I mean, and, like, I'm not joking about that. Like, that's... Like, no, that's a fact. That's a scumbag. Yeah. The Califite. Whatever went down there. Euclides Rojas. That was with Crick too, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. I have all the 10 run losses. Just all yeah. of them. The 4-24 and 24 after the All-Star break. Not to mention, you want to know how bad this is, Alex? You just went on like a three-minute rant about how bad things were. You forgot to mention that Jamison Tyone is getting Tommy John surgery. 
That's yeah. like that's like the seventh worst thing that's happened this year. Jeez. That's depressing to think about like that. The yeah. face of the franchise, a guy who was taken one pick after Bryce Harper, is getting Tommy John surgery for the second time in his career. He very well could be done. And yeah. it, it, it's like, it's not even registering. Like, that's so far in the past. Like, there's just been so many bad things this year. And I was thinking about it. And I'm not, I'm not like a Bob Grove for the Pirates. Like, I'm not a historian. I can't tell you about the 1899 Pirates or in 1903 how they lost in eight games. I don't know how that makes sense. To the Boston Pilgrims in the first World Series. Like, I couldn't tell you many, many facts about those teams. But I think, all things considered, this is the worst season in Pirates baseball history. 85. 85 is the only other one. Yeah, and that, again, that one, you could say that just because, you know, baseball in general in the 80s, like, they're still playing in these big stadiums that are empty the whole time, and the Pirates had, you know, the the seven, the We Are Family team was, like, deteriorating, you know, everyone was retiring and everything, and then the cocaine stuff happened, and that involved pretty much the whole, a good chunk of the team. Whereas the criminal activity in this case involves one individual. But I would say, I would make the argument, the collective criminal activity in 1985 does not outweigh the individual criminal activity here in 2019. Yeah, I'm, I would I'm much gonna... rather have my players doing cocaine and dealing cocaine than... Yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that. I mean, I don't want to whip them out and say which one's, you know, worse. But And, and honestly, like, the 85 thing, like, now, I mean, it's it's kind of messed up, but, like, it is a little funny. Like, you can make a little bit of jokes about it. Like, you see that old pirate parrot, and, like, people can be like, oh, no wonder why he was so skinny back then, and stuff like that, you know? But, like, there's no joking about this. Like, this is just all around. Like, I mean, we grew up. We were in high school when arguably one of the most famous pedophilia cases of all time took place that's associated with sports. And it had a deep connection to Washington County where I grew up because that's where Jerry Sandusky was from. And I'm not saying it hits home extra with me because of that. But I mean, I, that's really like the first time I really saw the world of like that type of crime in sports kind of intertwine and then you've seen it with um the michigan state guy is it yeah. nasser is that his name i his name's not worth remembering he's in jail yeah exactly but like i mean you've seen it every now and then but now i mean this is a guy we knew this is a guy and it's it's really weird for me because i my neighbor growing up actually uh i had a neighbor that was molesting his daughter. So I guess I've been around a pedophile before. But just you never wouldn't you never would assume when you're in a professional baseball clubhouse that one of those guys would be that cuz you know they they have it all. I mean this is a guy who is the 
arguably the best in the world at what he's paid to do. He's paid well. He seems to be well-liked on the team. He has confidence. He has a personality about him. Even when he messes up, people are saying, you know what, it's okay, because he does really good. He's one of the few bright spots in an organization that overall has very little to be happy about. Yet at the same time, when you think about it, I tweeted this earlier, there was always something weird about this guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I don't want to go into any of that, at least not now. I will, whenever we were talking about, you know, this episode, how we were going to approach it, I, I said there are two things that I knew I was going to say, and the rest I was just going to speak from the heart wing it, honestly, because I tried, you know, mapping out some things to say, and it just it just wasn't coming out. It wasn't coming, you know, from the pen onto the paper. I have seen, there are examples of players who, who did cocaine in the 80s, and they played Major League Baseball again. They played again. Yeah. I have seen players do performance-enhancing drugs, and they play again. I've seen players borderline perjure themselves in front of Congress, if not straight-up perjure themselves, and play again. I have seen a player get arrested for dogfighting and then play again. I have seen a player straight up, legitimately, go into the stands of an NBA game and beat the crap out of a fan and play again. Luke Heimlich's not in baseball because of this. Felipe Vasquez will not be in baseball again because of this. Whether he is guilty, found guilty or innocent, he's done. The pawn is off the board. No more. We have watched Felipe Vasquez's last pitch. And it sucks that you have to think about it from an organizational standpoint so immediately. That is the big piece. That was the Pirates' big piece of if they were going to compete in 2020, they had ninth inning lockdown. If they wanted to rebuild, they could get pieces back for him. Now they don't have that. Pirates are, in a word, screwed. Yeah, I mean, he was... this is whatever direction they want to go. They are the best case scenario. Two years worse off now because he's he was their ace of spades. I mean, he was their hidden card under the table. I, I mean. You nailed it right on the head. Also, you forgot to mention all the domestic abuse that people have continued to be able. Like yeah, so domestic abuse cases. Yeah, I mean another powerful throwing left-handed closer is still pitching in baseball. How about or how about in the NFL, Tyreek Hill? You know, it just signed an extension. Yeah. Months after you know, <coughs> cases and. Allegations, it's it's depression. And you brought up your neighbor. I did not know about that. Yeah. This is the first time that I have interacted with someone who I found out, like, legitimately interacted with someone, you know, over the course of a legitimate period of time, and to find out that he is a pedophile, alleged pedophile, because the case is ongoing, but 
Again, I'm making no promises with that. I put that disclaimer at the beginning. And everything you hear about those, like you, you really don't expect it. I do not see it coming. That's that's legitimate for me. I mean, I know that's kind of a cliche, and you know, something that gets thrown into a quote underneath the nut graph in a news story. I nobody saw it coming. Yeah, I, I mean, like I like I said, I I always thought this dude was in love with his sister, and like I'm not using this. You're not the first person to say that. Yeah, and like, I, I know like, we have refrained from saying that because, quite frankly, I didn't want it get, I didn't want word getting back to him finding out I said that. That's why I haven't said it on any of my social media platforms, on this podcast or any other platform that I was on. That was always my assumption. I think a lot of people had been around him. Uh thought that uh like their relationship was weird i don't know what the story is there with his tattoos of her and changing his last name to hers and everything her being his agent uh just a lot of weird stuff there but i i mean even that like that was weird this isn't weird this is like sickening this is this is gut-wrenching this this is that that girl, if there's more than that girl, which I, it's looking like there is, their lives are ruined. Their lives are ruined. Like, I mean, they, they might be able to, like, move on from this. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't imagine it. But, like, this is, like, something that ruins people's lives. And this is a guy that, like, was identified as someone who was happy all the time. He was... You know, kind of charismatic. He, like, you see, like, the stereotypical bullpen guys. Like, in the movie Bull Durham. Like, you can, you can wear crusty flip-flops in the show when you win 20 games. But they'll say you're colorful. Like, Felipe was colorful. He was the weird guy who wore the funny t-shirts. He was a DJ. You know, like... He was a little out there, but you just kind of thought... You know, he's just a little different. But this is not different. This is... I don't know. I mean, it makes me... I I don't... I don't know about you. Like, I don't feel bad about saying all the good stuff that I did say about him. Because, like, you can't really judge yourself no. on saying that. Because you didn't know. How could you have known? It's just... And you can't... And, that, and out of all the things to get mad at Pirates management about, like, this isn't one of them. Like, like I said, my neighbor who got caught for that, his own wife didn't know. So, in these cases, like, these people are, like, evil geniuses. Like, they know how to hide it for a while. So, like, you can't blame the Pirates for not knowing this was going on. You can't. It's, it's just a horrible thing to cap off a horrible season. And God, please, just make this the exclamation point. Like, it can't... It can get worse. I mean... It, I mean, it would have to get incredibly drastic to get worse. But, like, if it were to get worse from here, like... I don't even know. I, I mean, it just... Just let it be the end. Let this season go to the end. I think if you gave the team an option right now, 
I think they would all be willing to forfeit for the rest of the year. I don't think anyone would blame them. I wouldn't. I wish they would. Just end it. This sucks. And I want to go back a second. I'm glad that you brought up, you know, don't feel guilty that you liked Felipe. Because you you didn't know. None of us knew. There, There is no guilt to be had from any of that. Like, I don't know if anyone needs to hear that. I'm sure everyone, I'm sure almost everyone knows that, if not everyone. But even if you did know that, re, have it reaffirmed. That doesn't make you a bad person. That you, it, it makes you a bad person if you're, you know, talking about, well, did she look 13? You know, going on Twitter trying to, you know, hold on to that denial right there. It's like, well, congratulations, you're a bad person now. But for social media can be a cesspool for stuff like that. I saw poor Noah, <laughs> the pain in his eyes as I said those words. Did she look 13? Dear God, man. People suck. Oh, people suck so bad sometimes. It's, yeah. And also, something not tied into Pirates baseball at all. I don't know if you saw this. Mike Mike Yastrzemski. Yeah. A homer in his his first game playing in Boston and his grandpa was there. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn it, I needed a story like that. I needed something like that for baseball to just come through and give something wholesome because baseball is pure. And we bastardize the shit out of it, man. We bastardize it with WWE belts for who pays their arbitration players the least or uh, with agents arguing because Bryce Harper is only – not quite getting three hundred thirty million, you know, offered with Felipe Vasquez doing all these allegations. All the allegations go against players like Felipe Vasquez, and I think it is at its core, at its core, pure. And I needed something like grandbaby Stremski hovering in front of his grandpa at Boston. I really needed that. Yeah, I, I really. The game, yeah, don't let this ruin your love for the game, man. I mean, it's still been an awesome baseball season, just not for the Pirates. Like, I mean, it's it's been the worst for the Pirates, but you look at some of the performances that you've gotten from, like, Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, obviously that ended with an injury, so does Mike Trout's season. But, I mean, we're set up for a really good postseason, I think, with the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees in the American League. And then the the Dodgers, can they win three pennants a row in the National League? Are the Cardinals going to be able to put it together? The wild card races for both leagues are exciting. I mean, there's a lot. The home run derby this year was incredible. I, I mean, there's the balls are juiced, but home runs are flying out of the park. Like, it's it's cool to watch still. I don't know. Like, and even for the Pirates, like, Josh Bell was fun to watch this year. Kevin Newman and Brian Reynolds. Like, even if a rebuild is coming, which, please God, let it be. Like, those are cornerstones of your franchise now that you know are not terrible. <laughs> like, you have two players that were rookies this year yeah, that are good 
players at important positions. You need a good hitting outfielder. You need a shortstop. Any team that normally wins, they have those two things. And if you want to throw Bell into that, you have a, a forty a caliber 35 home run guy. Switch hitter. You have those three things. I mean, it, it's just... As far I have one more thing that, like, I wrote down. It's like, where do you go now? I don't think you fire everyone because of this. But I do think... Just considering everything that's happened. Just just, just clean it. Sli- like, burn it down, man. Burn it to the freaking ground. This is a house that you just literally... It's like the Bronx in the 70s. Just fill it with gasoline. Light a sock on fire. Tie it around a bottle of vodka. Throw it in the first floor and run as fast as you can. Collect the money from arson. <laughs> from insurance and just rebuild everyone in the front office should be on the hot seat every coach there's no one that should have a safe job because this is again all things considered this is one of the worst seasons in 125 years of pittsburgh pirates baseball this after a year where they had one of their four best seasons in 25 years or something so I don't know. Fire everyone and figure it out from there. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not the first to say fire everyone. I mean, but it's, I don't know. I I have this underlying fear that I've brought up at 85 a couple times. And it's something that, you know, we weren't alive at 85. But looking back on it, like, I, the Pirates really did almost move that year. And I don't know if it's something that really appreciate. We appreciate so much that the Pirates, you know, were almost not around during our lifetimes. And I kind of see, you know, between all the bad blood that's been built the last couple years and this, maybe being another domino of, is this maybe going to be the end of Pittsburgh baseball? I think the least you can do even if it's counterproductive, even if it's a pure symbolic gesture at this point, even if it could be further detrimental to the franchise, you have to come out in October with a head on a stick to show the fan base. There, there is nothing left you can do. There is nothing. You can't go on business as usual this offseason, even if it's a completely symbolic gesture. And the minor league managers getting fired isn't enough. Like, no. that's that's not your scapegoat. That's a scape caterpillar. No. I was, that was just dumb. I, I really thought Michael Ryan, um, before uh, before the Pirates ended up signing Eckstein and Cruz, who they're pretty much the only two people I think 100% they're, they're allowed to stay. Whenever people say fire everyone, it should be asterisk. Besides Eckstein, besides Cruz. And the other Eckstein. David can stay too. Yeah, keep the Ecksteins. Cool. Keep Eckstein plural. <laughs> Eckstein. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, and I, I missed the point of where I was going with that. This is what happens whenever I don't play it. Just the head on the stick. I mean, I completely agree. Like, you need... You need to... We can't just pretend 
that this bad stuff is not happening. And that's kind of been like the Pirates' like mantra is like just ignore all the bad stuff and you know just keep pushing forward. It's a business. And like I was talking to you. I don't know Bob Nutting. I've never met the man. I've eaten the I've eaten dinner next to him a couple times in the press box. I gave him one time a mean glare when he had his back turned to me because I'm a coward. Um, but overall, I don't know him. I don't think I'll ever get to speak with him. But if I did get a chance to speak with him, one of the first questions I would say is, dude, how much more can you take? Seriously. I, I mean, I get that this organization makes him a very rich man. Who knows how rich? Because, I mean... There's some people saying he just pockets all the money. There's other people saying the, you know, return margins aren't what you think they are. They made him a billionaire. That's all I know. Uh, so, I think he's doing okay. But is it really, really worth it at this point? You talked about how you, there's like a risk of Pittsburgh baseball moving. As long as PNC Park looks the way it does. But that lease is 10 years. There's only 10 more years. Yeah. And quite for, for it to get bad enough where moving the Pirates would be bad enough to like get them out of Pittsburgh would be about 10 years. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I just don't think we're at that point yet. Like, it, I, I'm, I'm worrying here. I'm worrying here. And I'm, I'm looking at a situation that's way down the road. But I, I'm not going to pretend that I don't see signs right now. I bet... That there is a chance that the connection between Pittsburgh and the Pirates it could ever be repaired. And maybe it really is as simple as just moving Bob Nutting from the equation and someone else comes in and people come flirting back. And maybe that's really all it is. I think that's it. But if, A, if he doesn't sell or, or, or whatever that case would be. Or if he does do that, and the new owner is just Bob Nunning again. Like, I think there is a chance that I, that this is another domino in the forever separation of Pittsburgh baseball and the Pirates. Like, I look at a city like Miami and the Marlins, and the Marlins won a couple rings. And quite frankly, I think if the Marlins were competing for a World Series right now, the divide has already happened. The Marlins are there out of contractual obligation. It is not. It is not a happy marriage, and it will never be a happy marriage again. I don't know. I mean, I think if the Marlins, no, I disagree with that take. I, I think if if winning, winning, for most cities, will be almost everything. But it's not everything, uh, and that's kind of the point. Like it's. Winning is almost everything. You have to win more. Atlanta Braves had 14 damn division titles, and by the end they were having a hard time selling tickets to the divisional round. You know, in the playoffs. Winning isn't everything. Look at the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Tampa Bay Rays are going to go to the playoffs this year. And they're going to go to Montreal next year. I mean, like... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like... I mean, the new stadium, I think, gives them, 
Like, same for Miami. Like, there's just no way you're going to leave a brand new stadium untended to. They'll figure out a way to keep them here. And maybe that's the inner Yinzer in me. I know out of the pair of us, I'm the irrational Yinzer. You're the, you're the smart, successful one. I'm the guy doing a podcast from his mom's basement right now. So, uh, but anyway, I just don't, I don't see him moving, but I mean, I just can't, like you talked about that 10 year stadium lease. I just, I can't picture a franchise that's still owned by Bob Nutting 10 years from now, by the time 2030 rolls around, I mean, how bad can it possibly get with Bob Nutting? I, I mean, this is all time low. I, I, if, if they don't make any changes this offseason, I wouldn't be shocked if they get less than 12000 for the home opener. Well, home opener is also corporate. I mean... You're all close to selling out a home opener, no matter what. I mean, like, it's just like... But I'm talking about, like, in attendance. Like, people might have their tickets, but, like, they might just say, like, screw it. Like, I, I just... I just don't know... What's gonna bring people to these games now? Aside from the fact that it's a nice stadium and they like baseball, but like this team has made it easy for even diehard baseball fans to just say screw this. I mean, I, I mean, the Indians were a breath of fresh air for me, and like I'm gonna have to buy Alex a bottle of freaking whiskey because I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. But nonetheless, it's just nice to like see a little bit of competency. And there's just none. There's none. Like this organization literally fails in every single aspect. Pretty much every single aspect. And this is just again the cherry on top. And and I don't mean to make this like like there's no need to kick the pirates while they're down about this because again, like we said earlier, this was totally out of their control. But at the same time, I mean, how much can you expect fans to take? Bob Nutting, how much can you handle, man? Like, you know everyone hates you. You know no one wants to go see your team because of you. And now you got to deal with this, too, the legal stuff. And a, um, Parado pointed this out on Twitter, and I thought it was a very valid point. Where's his quote? Frank Coonley's doing all the quotes. I get that that's his job. But wouldn't you think that as as the owner of a billion-dollar organization, one of your top employees gets accused, is connected to such a heinous crime, you would feel obligated to say something? Maybe at least be in Pittsburgh because they're home right now? No. That dude... It sucks, man. This sucks. That's that's why they. That's why he's the owner. He doesn't have to do anything besides cash checks. And he he should have been in Pittsburgh. He really should have been for today. He he should have met with media today. I mean, I I even if it was just a in out. I'm gonna say one sentence. I'm not gonna take any questions, or at the very least, released a statement. That's exactly it. Just release yeah. a statement. Just show, you know, the world that you give a crap about this, you know, about this 
product that uh, is worth hundreds of millions of dollars that you actually care about anything besides you know the money. This was a time to be like to either do it for the players to either do it for the fans to be like a, a look we didn't know like the flat out say and again pirates i again ongoing investigation maybe we'll find out way down the road that you know someone didn't know somebody i'd be shocked this wasn't penn state this was no cover up this is this was it really really does not look like a cover up at no. this time no it just I'm done talking about it, man. I mean, I'm no, just... to hit on the Bob Nutting thing, though, yeah, it, it, that's just what really blows, is the fact that, like, if this happened with a Steelers player, the Rooney family would have their own statement. If this happened with yeah. a Pittsburgh Penguin, Mario Lemieux would be at the podium answering questions. And that's, I know that, like, it's kind of unfair to compare Bob Nutting to those two because, like, those are two of the best owners in sports, period, not just, like, Pittsburgh sports. But, like, any other owner who gives a crap, any owner, any other business owner who gives a damn about their product, aside from what the margins show, the profit margins show, Frank Coonley had to make that press release. That is his job. Yeah. I mean, that's what you pay him for. So that's, and it was a fine press release. I don't have any problem with what he said. And, like, I'm sure Frank Coonley is against pedophilia. I, I don't think that's a hot take to make. But, like, but, and the, that's the part of it, though. Bob Nutting didn't have to make a press release. He didn't have to release a statement on this. But he should have. And he didn't. And it's that's just another thing where it's like, you don't even care. My guess is Bob Nutting probably talked to Felipe Vasquez last, less than ten times in his whole life. That would be my guess. I, I disagree with that, but... I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think he talks to the players. Do you ever see him talk to the players? He talks I don't to the... See, I don't see much of Bob Nutting in general. I, I know he goes to games. I've but... seen him around a decent bit. Like, Nubias even said, like, he's more up close and personal than the Braves owners. Yeah, I don't want to give the illusion that, you know, he's never there. Yeah. Because he is often there. I just... I just never see him. Yeah. Well, Chris Archer, the closer next year? Why not? Screw it. Nothing matters anymore. I I mean, what the hell, man? I think the rest of the season, you just take turns pitching one guy, one inning. And we're, we're going to find out who's going to be locked down. Jake Elmore in the pitch. James Marvel would be a hell of a closer simply because he could enter to the Marvel theme song. <laughs> to the Avengers. Yeah, the Avenger theme song. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's never heard a joke like that before. Yeah, I know. Um, no, in reality, Kella will be fine at closer, I think. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, Kella's, you know, a legitimate major league closer, you know. Yeah. And... <laughs> Kyle Crick, Kyle Crick's going to be... I don't think there are going to be a lot of situations where the Pirates are going to have save opportunities at back-to-back days these last two weeks. That's just me. But I mean, this is... This is bad. 
props to anyone who listened to this. I mean, yeah. I know we have some loyal listeners, but like, I'm sick of the pirates. And I, I mean, I, I this is a kid who I'd go to September games back when they already had a hundred losses in September. You know, and but those were unoffensive bad teams. <laughs> you walked into 2006. Knowing damn well, all right, they're going to go 70 and 92. Let's watch this, baby. No, I didn't. Every year when I was a kid, I was convinced. I said, oh, you just wait. We're going to shock the world. Ronnie Polino behind the plate. Are you kidding me? Throwing down to Ronnie Cedeno, the Ronnie duo. Andy LaRoche over at third. Buddy, you better hope you don't hit the ball to left field. Lasting Millage is going to... Lasting's Millage is going to make a play on that sucker. Number 85, Ocho Cinco out there. No, dude. Chris is going to be great on the days where he actually shows up to the ballpark. All seven of them. Now, dude, this is, um, if there's one silver lining to this, it's the Pirates are so irrelevant in the realm of sports. Like, if Felipe was the closer for the Dodgers, if they made that trade, this would have been the top story of the day. Like on Sports oh. Center, everything. This was like it's people in Ohio don't even know who Felipe Vasquez is. Well, that's that's an indictment on Pittsburgh sports more than anything. But yeah, I just, I mean, on, on the, I will say for me though, getting the opportunity at DK Sports, it has been. It, it's not just been the Pirates; it's been the Steelers. Been going out, you know. It has been actually a pretty. In an oddly sense, great learning environment of doing like a major league beat full time for the first time. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. If I screw up, okay, we'll we'll fix it. Don't worry about it. We're we're gonna learn from this. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like uh, every single word in a pettit chase. You're you're like, it's like you uh, were learning how to do radar training for like a boat captain, during, and it's like the same weekend the Titanic happened. Like, you're, like, job shadowing, and you're like, oh, crap, oh, crap, they missed this, they missed this, and you're just, like, writing notes, like, does this normally happen? Do do, do ships just normally sink? Like, no, no, it doesn't normally happen, but it's probably for the best that you see it at the worst-case scenario. Cool, cool. Yeah, and, like, that's what we talked about on the phone today, Alex. It was, like, you know, most teams that are going to lose 90 to 100 games a year, like, there's nothing to write about in September. Unless you have a top prospect up, which they don't. I, guess, I mean, I guess Keller pitched today. He lost again. But, um... Keller. That's what I said, Keller. I thought you said Keller. No. He might have pitched today also. I don't know. I didn't watch the game. But anyway, uh... You know, this... At least you got something to write about. They... Yeah. For nothing else, they have given you a reason to keep those fingers moving on that keyboard, of what I hopefully, I hopefully think would be an upgraded laptop at this point. No, I'm still rocking mine through the end of the year. Come on, dude. Does Dejon see you writing on that thing? Yeah, he saw it once. What did he do, just slap a DK Pittsburgh sports sticker on it and walk away? Like, what did he do? Uh, he, he did the, he was polite about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, you need a new machine. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Alright. Well, this is the last we're going to talk about Felipe Vasquez. Ever. 
you know what? I, I actually like this as a concept. Like, just don't speak his name anymore. That's, no, that's no, it. we're done. We're done. I mean, Felipe Rivero, Felipe Vasquez, whoever, Nightmare, whatever. He was an incredible pitcher to watch. He threw the ball very fast, very accurately, but he was not who he portrayed himself to be. And if everything holds up in court uh, for what he's accused of, I hope he never sees the light of day as a free man again. And, um, you know, he's going to have some people to answer to both in this life and the afterlife. And I'll leave it at that. So, that's all I have to say. Oh, do I have to do the ad read? Is that what you yeah. said? Is that what you are yeah. saying? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Alex, what are your final thoughts on Felipe Vasquez for the last I, time ever? I, I have nothing original to say what you said, or that I haven't said already. He will not pitch another pitch in Major League Baseball. Good. Yep. I wonder if his sisters released a statement. I don't think so. No. I I, I feel bad for her, honestly. I mean, again, going, on, uh, going on the assumption that she didn't know, I feel bad for her. I, I, I will second that notion. I don't know. I mean, that... That whole dynamic's weird. I'm not going to finger point. I'm not going to pretend like I know what's going on there. But that's it. Felipe Vasquez, done. I mean, I'll talk about him off the air, but I'm not giving him any more time. Unless if, like, somehow he gets miraculously found innocent throughout all this. And uh, maybe you bring him back? I don't know. Definitely not. He's done. It's over. Goodbye. Keone Kella. Our saint, our warrior, Kyle Crick, our people's champion, we hand the ball to you in crunch time. Speaking of crunch time, Alex, you know what's nice? You know it's got a nice crunch to it? Is the perfect crust on a slice of pizza from our favorite place to get pizza, Slice on Broadway. That's what our show is brought to you by today. With locations in Carnegie, Beachview, the East End, and of course our favorite at PNC Park, Slice on Broadway has it all, from their perfect pizza, spectacular salads, super delicious subs, and everything else they make. It's all handmade and the best your money can buy. They wouldn't be able to sleep if it wasn't. Be sure to check them out and tell them the guys from the River Blast podcast sent you. Alex, 2019 has been an awful year, for baseball anyway. Um, some positives, both of us got exciting career opportunities that have come from our hard work through covering the Pirates. That's one positive. There's a couple rookies that are exciting. That's a couple positives right there. Josh Bell, that's positive. Cruz and the Ecksteins, that's positive. And you know what's even more positive is that we got listeners who uh, are going to tune in and we appreciate them. We're going to get through this disaster together. We're going to do it until, you know, the Pirates are playing in Seattle. Or not Seattle, Portland or wherever else. 
they end up going. Two more episodes, and then we will have gotten through the whole season. Yes. Holy cow. Can you... I don't know. I mean, I, I, I thought this team was winning a World Series when I moved out, but literally I thank my boss today for, for, for rescuing me. I mean, it's like... I don't know. All right, we should wrap it up. All right. We're signing off as always. Oh, follow us on Twitter, at Alex J. Stump, at Noah underscore Hiles 95, uh, at River Blast Radio. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Signing off saying, let's go, Bucks.